You're listening to A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life, a podcast that inspires individuals to step outside their comfort zone and into their true passion. I'm Alicia Ward, an average girl with a less than average background who has created a successful multiple six-figure business with no more than a high school education. I am ready to share my journey and knowledge with as many others as I can with the intention to impact and give confidence to anyone with the desire to follow their calling, but are being held back by their limiting beliefs. If you're looking to improve your life, business, and relationships, this is the podcast for you. Each week, I'll be bringing you a guest or a thought to help you get the inspiration and actionable tips you need to make it happen. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number seven of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. Today I'm going to be talking to you about the 90 days of sobriety that Gary and I are just finishing up, um, why we did it, the impact that it's had on our lives, business, relationships, fitness, everything like that. You know, if we would do it again, if I would do it again, I'm not going to speak for Garrett, obviously, but if I would do it again, if I recommend it to others, my biggest takeaways and everything like that. So excited to dive into that with you today. Before we dive in, I just want to remind you that I am doing a review challenge. So if you're listening to this and it it's not past February 4th, you can still leave me a review on iTunes. Uh, leave me a review and a rating. And everybody who does before February 4th, I will be adding you into a draw and drawing a winner for some Liverage swag, either a hoodie or a hat, your choice. So, so excited to do that. And I appreciate all of you listening, leaving reviews, supporting me, sharing this with your friends. It really means so much. My goal was to hit 2,000 downloads by the end of January. And I hit that, I believe, on January 24th um, or 25th. I believe it was the 24th. And it was just, I was literally dancing, uh, <laughs> dancing for joy and just so freaking excited. So, so thank you so much. You know, without you listening to me then there would be nobody to talk to and I wouldn't be doing this podcast so I really do appreciate you um so yeah let's dive into it about the 90 days now so Garrett and I decided to do this 90 days um well we talked about doing the 90 days we were in Europe at the beginning of October I left to Bali by myself um and then I after about my 10 days in Bali I met up with Garrett in Rome we were in Rome for almost a week and then we headed over to Barcelona to celebrate his 30th birthday we met up with some friends we had a lot of fun Garrett and I have gone to Europe a couple times now um ironically enough a couple of them have always been in the October month um so when we've come back we've had that anxious feeling you know because I definitely disconnected from my business um as much as I could while I was traveling so I could really be present in everything that I was doing and at this point my business is quite automated like I have an assistant and I have people on the back end I have a lot that I've outsourced um you know it's not always been that way though so this is pretty new for me and even previously when we went to Europe in October we came home with the same anxious feeling and we decided to do a sober November 
And we did it and we achieved it. Um, so then when we were in Barcelona this time, you know, at the end of last year for Garrett's 30th birthday, we were having dinner and we started getting into this conversation about how we were feeling, like if we were feeling anxious, how our businesses were holding up with us like traveling and not being too present. And we got into the conversation about doing 30 days of sobriety again, sober November again. So obviously knowing that it's definitely achievable for us, it was an easy decision to do that. Garrett um, agreed to, to do it. He was on board. So I was like, great, let's do another sober November. Um, and we threw around the idea of 90 days because we committed before we came home to setting our 90 day goals, right? And so we thought it was just kind of fitting potentially to do 90 days of sobriety with our 90 day goals, but we just didn't commit to it for sure. But we did commit to the sober November. Now I want to touch on something because last time, so in 2015, no, wait, sorry, it would have been 20, uh, my years are all messed up. The last time, so not this most recent November, but the one before it when we did Sober November, it was hard. It was really hard. It was like, it was really intimidating. Like I remember us deciding to do it. We both had never really committed to doing any sort of stint sober before, which is crazy to think. And it was pretty daunting. We're like, how are we going to make it through 30 days? Oh my God, we're going to be going snowboarding. We're not going to be having drinks. And like, yeah, it was super intimidating. So obviously we got through it and there was, it's challenging at times just because drinking is such a part of socializing. That's what it's kind of become, especially if you have always kind of had social drinks, which I have and Garrett definitely has as well since a young age. It's just the way that it is, right? I like to even have a glass of wine, red wine at home sometimes. So cutting all that out is definitely a change. Um, but I really do believe it's more mindset over anything, right? Like with most things. So, so this time doing the 30 days sober, it was an, it was easy compared to last time, to be honest, just because we knew we could do it. We were super committed because we had been traveling. It was like, no, we're doing this. Our businesses deserve it. We deserve it. So it really wasn't difficult. Now, moving forward into November, towards the end uh obviously the conversation came back up of if we're going to continue doing the 90 days sober or continue doing yeah the the sobriety for 90 days um so we decided yes that we are going to do it now I'm just going to let you guys know that it's 90 days sober right so we did a completely dry November um and then moving into the 90 days, we did 90 days sober. So no getting drunk. Um, over the holidays, there I had some coffee and Baileys uh, on a couple different days. And then I did have a glass of red wine with my Christmas dinner. Um, but that was the extent of it. There was no excessive drinking. There was no hangovers. There was no doing shots and getting wild. You know, it was a little bit of Baileys, which... It's so good in coffee. Like, how can you not? Um, and yeah, but it was 90 days of sober. And and Garrett and I literally, we've never gone that long without getting drunk. It's crazy and almost embarrassing to say. Not that I'm actually embarrassed, but it's like weird when you say that out loud because I'm 28 years old and and I haven't gone 90 days without getting drunk <laughs> like for as long as I can remember. So, so it was... Uh, you know, it was a big thing for us to be doing, especially because we picked going through the holidays and stuff where everybody around you is kind of drinking from the beginning of the day all throughout right into the night, right? And that's what 
the holidays consist a lot of is drinking. So definitely was interesting uh, to be not partaking in the drinking side of things this year. You know, we were instead I was drinking tea while others were drinking their wine and things like that. So, you know, it was definitely interesting and a lot, a lot of takeaways from it. And I'm going to just be totally transparent in this podcast, obviously, with you guys, because I didn't end up getting what I thought I would be getting out of it, which is the most interesting thing. And before I dive further into that, I'm going to talk a bit more about why we decided to quit drinking, why we decided to go sober for 90 days. Um, And it just kind of boiled down to, you know, when we drink or when I drink and I go out on a Friday night or I kind of start early and I have, I just drink too much, like for my 120 pounds and like, you know, I can drink a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. I come from a small town. I started drinking at a young age. Like I can drink a lot um, <laughs> if I want to. But the thing is, is that I get hung over now like so bad, like for days. I'm not as young as I used to be, right? And I'm sure you can relate. So like if we go out and we start having afternoon drinks on a Friday and it goes into like a late night, you know, getting home at 4 a.m. and then sleeping till noon, waking up still hungover and not really feeling back to my peak performance until Monday, Monday, you know, like... Saturday, hungover, do absolutely nothing when you wake up, order crap food, you're eating crap food, you don't go to the gym. Sunday, you're like there, but you're still kind of foggy. And then Monday, you're back to your peak performance, kind of finally feeling that hangover leave. Now, if I had a weekend where I was going out Friday and Saturday, Sunday was 100% write-off, obviously. Monday was almost a write-off too. You got to remember that I work from home, so I don't have to go to work on Monday and like wake up early if I don't want, right? So, so, I mean, the moral of what I'm trying to say is that, like, it just takes so much away when you're wasting literally a cup, two days each time that you, you drink and party for a night, you're wasting, you're committing to two days of recovery time before you're back to your full self. So if you did that every single weekend and you only just partied Friday, you're still sacrificing the two days to get back to your, you know, your peak performance every weekend in a month that's eight days of recovery time eight days out of you know 30 or 31 days depending on the month that you need to recover from drinking and basically putting toxins into your body and and not only the drinking side of things but like when I'm hungover or when I'm drinking I'll eat bad foods I'll make the wrong choices I eat I eat the shit food that I wouldn't necessarily eat and then when I'm hungover oh bring me the pizza bring me the chips bring me everything and I'll eat it and I literally give no fucks (laughs) like a hundred percent so therefore that's probably a big a big factor in the recovery taking longer too because you're putting not only toxins into your body when you're through booze but you're also then eating a bunch of crap as well so like it takes you a long time to recover so you guys get what I'm saying basically we felt that drinking was just keeping us average 
you know, going out on the Friday nights was keeping us just average in our businesses. And if we really wanted to achieve what was in our 90 day goals, then we are going to cut that out and we are going to make that sacrifice. And I'm really happy that we did. I would not take it back. I'm very happy that we did because I learned so much about myself that moving forward now, I just, I know more about myself so I know it's going to impact my decisions moving forward because I have a lot more clarity now around who I am in regards to socializing and drinking and, and all of that, right? So, So I will dive into that. I'm going to dive in now into how it was different than what I had expected. So first of all, I wanted to touch on the holidays too because that was definitely really challenging like I had said like to be around uh, not only the booze and everybody drinking but you're there to be present with your family and socializing and then there's on top of that there's also like tons of good food and tons of good treats and temptation all around so we were away visiting we were away from home for about a week uh, so flying to different places so we didn't have our gym we didn't have our routine um you know so that definitely threw the fitness and health aspect off a bit because like I said lots of treats and stuff around so not our typical diets um and then hard to do workouts we were fitting in you know home workouts and stuff to just try and stay consistent with it and not totally write it off so that definitely helps there's really no excuses like we were traveling yes but it's really really easy to find home workouts through Pinterest or Google or or whatever just common sense of different things you can do push-ups and crunches and burpees and and things like that so we did kind of stay on top of that so here's the thing when you work like a corporate job or you work for somebody else and your schedule is kind of laid out for you as soon as you're off work especially for the holidays you're not thinking about work anymore you're like okay I'm off it's holidays Christmas mode not thinking about work and you don't have to and then compared to when you're an entrepreneur and your business is always running so you know you're you're choosing when you're you're taking a break from your work and when you're working on it and if you're going to fill the little pockets of time you have with things that will benefit your business when it's literally up to you if you want to work on your business and you can anytime because your business comes everywhere with you, it's hard not to think about it, especially if you're sober. <laughs> and it sounds funny, but I'm just being honest. Like if I have a glass of red wine or if I have a glass of wine, it really helps me get more present with my with my who I'm with, with what I'm doing, more laughs, more conversation, rather than if I'm sitting there sober, I might be thinking about my to-do list or the things I want to do when I get back on my business, or I might have an idea come up for my business or like whatever, right? So for me, it was a little harder to be present uh, with my family because I was thinking about work so much and I was trying to like rather think about like when I could fit in a workout, you know, what could I do and some things I had to do on my to-do list because I definitely worked more through the holidays than I typically would um, just because, like I said, when you're sober, it's on your mind. Like my business is on my mind all the time and not in a negative way. I love that it is, but it does make it a little bit easier to shut it off and step away from it if you're having you know a couple drinks or you know just socializing what I'm trying to say is that socializing becomes a lot easier and more fun for me if I'm able to have a glass of wine or two 
or three. <laughs> hey, no one's judging, right? And that's just that's just the way that it is. So after uh, after so on Boxing Day, I believe, or I believe it was the twenty seventh. Actually, Garrett and I flew from Edmonton to Vancouver Island to visit my dad and my brother and sister. We were there for about six days, um, which was really great. Christmas time was enjoyable. But getting to like the fourth day or so, you know, still sober and the to-do list is starting to pile up. Christmas is starting to be long gone. We're kind of just like chilling and doing the same stuff every day. And the anxiety started to set in. Like, I, okay, I was like, okay, I need to get back to my routine. I also got like extremely ill with a cold. I like it hit me really hard. So, so not only was I dead sober, but I was like deathly ill so even trying to focus on my business or read a book or anything was really hard so I had got a little bit homesick just because you know when you're sick you just kind of want your own bed (laughs) you just want your own blankets on the couch and just that comfort right so I didn't quite have that that's okay though I still really really enjoyed my time and I'm just gonna dive in um into the biggest lessons that we got from being sober so that a obviously socializing is a lot more fun and easy um if you're used to socializing over a couple drinks it becomes a lot easier so it was almost like awkward at times because not and I'm not referring to just Christmas anymore Christmas wasn't awkward because it was with my family obviously but there was other times we went like we went to a Christmas party in December um with a bunch of people that we do business with and we weren't drinking so you know 11 o'clock rolls around people are starting to get a little bit drunk so it's like you know it's your time to leave but um and there was a lot of different instances like that a lot of things we turned down because we just knew that we wouldn't be having drinks everybody else would be drinking and socializing and we just wouldn't be on that level so we turned down a lot of opportunities to go out and do things so so definitely learn that obviously a lot of people can not drink a lot of people are sober a lot of people go out and socialize sober a lot of people make the best of it and and it's definitely possible I'm not saying it's impossible I'm just talking from my personal experience that I like having a glass of wine or two and socializing with people if I'm sober I kind of just want to be a hermit and at home uh you know working on my biz or just drinking my tea at home comfy on my couch with my dog kind of thing so I'm sure you guys can relate to that But everything I learned was quite a bit different than what I expected after this 90 days, right? So obviously what you can kind of gather from what I've been saying is that I learned that drinking in moderation wasn't affecting my business and mindset. It was the late night partings with the two, three day hangovers that were affecting me, my business and my mindset the most right? It wasn't the social drinking. It wasn't the having a glass of wine at night sometimes or having a glass of wine at dinner on date nights. It was the the excessive drinking or the drinking for days at a time uh, in the summertime and things like that. But if I have like if I drink in moderation and I have a glass of wine at night or a couple glasses of wine and then I get to bed at a decent hour 
it really doesn't affect me that much. I don't have the the full hangover day the next day where I eat like crap. I can still get up and function. Granted, obviously, I'm not going to be as clear as when I'm not drinking because I've been super clear over these 90 days. You know, no, not really any brain fog or anything like that. Um, obviously, having a couple glasses of wine is going to have an effect regardless, but it's pretty pretty minimal, pretty minimal, especially compared to, you know, if I drank a bottle of wine or two right? So Sarah and I really decided to do the 90 days of sobriety because we really wanted to 10x everything. We didn't want to be average anymore, you know? We didn't want to have those recovery days taken away from our businesses and kind of leaving us not showing up as our best selves to each other. So that was a big piece of it. We really wanted to 10x and see the massive impact it would have on our businesses and, and all other aspects of our lives, right? So there was a lot of things that we benefited from, like we started doing Friday night date nights consistently. We were definitely consistent. Obviously, we'd get invited out to other things, but we would turn them down because we knew that it was our date night and we we're not drinking. So we'd just go have some tea, have a good meal, come home and chill. So it was really nice to kind of have that for ourselves, just spend a little more one-on-one time out, no phones, just talking about normal stuff and then heading home and having a relaxing night getting up Saturday morning feeling refreshed and good and then attacking the day and that was a big thing too was doing 90 days sober the weekends kind of just became the weekends weren't weekends really anymore like obviously when you're working from home and you know creating your own schedule the weekends aren't the weekends as much as when you have weekends off from your typical job but honestly our routine now at this point kind of allows the weekends to be weekends for us they're more quiet um, and we can kind of give ourselves the weekends to step back maybe get outside um, you know just not do not be so so focused on the business just depends on the day, depends on the weather, depends on everything, right? But not drinking, like Saturday, we're waking up at 5 a.m. like we do every other day and really just getting shit done, right? Sunday, the same thing. Monday, diving right into it. So, so, so yeah, definitely something learned there. Like I definitely learned that I really like to treat the weekends as weekends, regardless if I need to or not, regardless if I'm drinking or not, even treating the weekend like a weekend more just to like go get outside, go adventure, go do something. Because I'll tell you what, if you work every single day and you're focused on your, on what you got to do every single day, you're asking for burnout. And it'll build up slowly and you're going to need a release. It's so important to play. I cannot stress this enough, especially for me, like, and this is what I noticed during this 90 days too, because we went on such a long stint um, through like through the holidays. And then when we got back um, January, I believe it was January 1st, we got back from the island. We didn't go snowboarding until... We didn't go snowboarding for about three weeks after we got back. That's the longest stint. I haven't gone snowboarding in the winter for years and years and years. I've been snowboarding for like 12 years. So I started like literally getting anxious about it and getting the itch to go snowboarding and I could feel it and and I knew, I felt it, like my intuition, my higher self was literally telling me, like, you need to get out, you need to play, you need to go snowboarding, you need to get that fresh air, right? 
and I had to. So that was a lesson definitely learned. Even though I decided I was going to sacrifice snowboarding because I had a lot of stuff that I wanted to accomplish, taking away my playtime, taking away my outdoor time, it doesn't suit me. That's not who I am. Now, there's lots of people out there who are going to be different than me. So, you know, I I understand that. But for me personally, I am an adventurer. You see that from my Instagram. I like to do things outside. I like to snowboard and paddleboard and bike and just be outside and take pictures. And it seriously fuels me. Seriously fuels me. So my my tank um, got quite empty. And what that ends up doing when you hold yourself back from playing, you take away something, you sacrifice that for too long, you know, three weeks is definitely too long. Uh, it, it starts to be counterproductive. I, I thought it would be productive and I thought it would allow me to just do so much more work on my business, but it started to be counterproductive because I started to resent the work that I was doing. And even though I would still do the work, I wasn't showing up as my best self in it. So you have to be careful, right? You have to listen to yourself because if you're not feeling, like if you're feeling weighed down because all you've been doing is working for, you know, two weeks straight and haven't allowed yourself to get out and do something that makes you freaking smile in a different way. Like obviously I love what I do, but what I noticed for me was it was showing through my conversations and stuff with people like, you know, I, I, I created a business that I can work on and that allows me to have time freedom, not so I can work more, right? Again, I love and I'm passionate for what I do and I get a lot of playtime, trust me, but I didn't sign up. I didn't start doing this and create this business and this life for myself to work more. If required, I will definitely do it, but I don't think there'll ever be another time that I take a three-week break from getting out and playing and getting out and snowboarding and doing those things, you know, even once a week, getting out and giving yourself that time and that space to, to recharge. You need it. Just like treating yourself, you know, doing small things for you that make you feel good, that recharge you. You need it. Otherwise, you're going to burn out. It's going to show through in your conversations, your messages to people, uh, you know, your video content. It is going to show through 110%. I can guarantee that. Now, not drinking and going snowboarding. I definitely thought I would miss having a drink with my lunch snowboarding and stuff. That didn't really affect me. Honestly, it was really nice because one drink for me, one drink, I it can definitely affect my um, my motivation to get shit done in the day. Like kind of one drink and I kind of get into this more chill mode. So snowboarding, you know, we'd go up early, we'd get up early, we'd go snowboarding, we'd have lunch and no drinks and maybe do another run or two. And then we were coming home, like we're coming home around 1, 1.30 in the afternoon, get home, have all this energy. It's a big, bright, beautiful day in Kelowna, still take the dog for a walk and get a whole bunch of stuff done. So that's awesome. Like that, that I really enjoy. I definitely didn't necessarily miss having a drink on the hill when I'm snowboarding. Sometimes it's, it's appropriate and it's really fun, but that's not something I missed. It was more like the social, the social drinks. So, um, you know, when we're with a group of people and, 
we're at a nice restaurant and their wine list is amazing. And I'm like, I just would really like a glass of red wine because I deserve it after all my hard work. It's those moments that I did miss the most or even being at home and having a glass. Um, those little ones, not necessarily that I need to be drinking when I'm like snowboarding and stuff like that. Um, cause when I'm taking my time to play and I'm outside and I'm, I'm enjoying life, I don't need booze to enhance that by any means because I get fueled just by being on an adventure and being outside. And that will, that will literally fuel me so much. It's incredible. So I got, that was a big lesson for me and a big takeaway was getting to see that side of myself. Like I don't need, cause I, I used to always have a drink with lunch snowboarding really. And I loved our snowboarding adventures these past 90 days. We would go, we packed a lunch because we had meal prep, so we'd pack a lunch, go snowboarding, eat our healthy lunch, come down, walk the dog, and still do stuff like that. I definitely love, so, you know, not drinking while snowboarding, that's not going to be something that I totally cut out because I really enjoyed enjoyed that um, and experiencing that with Garrett. It was pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, and then the biggest thing, right, is – this 90 days set the intention that it was like work, work, work. We're making sacrifices. We're working. We need to achieve our 90 day goals. And so that's, that was the intention, right? And that was motivating for sure. But come like now, come into January, you know, the last two weeks of January here have definitely become counterproductive if anything, because, because I like, I'm like, no, I shouldn't have sacrificed as much playtime. So then we went snowboarding and we got such a good powder day the other day. Um, so we had a couple good days snowboarding. So that, you know, fixed that up. I felt refreshed and revived to come back in and have a good final week of the month. And it's definitely been productive for the business and everything, but I'll be totally transparent that... I didn't achieve all of my 90-day goals, which is okay. Sometimes when we set goals, especially big, scary goals, we don't necessarily hit them all the time, and it's nothing to be down about or beat yourself up about. That's life, and you just let that motivate you and push you forward, and then you focus on the goals that you did achieve. Like, I definitely did achieve some big goals that I had, um, you know, like getting my podcast launch. That's a huge one. Getting 2,000 downloads on it in the first month huge you know that's the main thing that the main one that I can think of right now but there's definitely other other goals that I achieve but my biggest scariest goals um I didn't didn't achieve and not that I'm saying being sober for the 90 days um you know made or broke that but what I'm saying is that it didn't you know I had I had thought doing 90 days of sobriety would definitely make it happen. Like there was no ifs, ands, or buts. And what I really learned, my biggest, truest lesson from this all is that it's not always about the outside things that we're doing. A lot of times what's really holding us back is ourselves, is our mindsets, is our limiting beliefs, is our self-sabotage. And taking a break from drinking didn't make all that go away for me. If anything, it put a little bit more pressure on me because I thought I had no excuses not to achieve everything I had set out to do in the 90 days. And the awakening and the reality check was, you know, 
Having social drinks with people on the weekends isn't what was keeping me away from my goals. Partying, like late night partying, that definitely does impact, you know, and take away because you lose so much time. But I'm talking about social drinking, me having a glass of wine at night, just in moderation. It's so freaking true that everything is good in moderation. I truly believe that. And I did take this huge lesson from this because, you know, drinking wasn't the thing that's been standing in my way of hitting this massive goal I have. It's just not. It's me. It's my mindset. It's the stuff that I haven't worked through yet. And it's amazing what's coming up for me right now at the end of January, even recording this podcast as I say this to you guys, I feel it. I feel emotions start to come up because it's kind of just a reality check for me that I was trying to think that, you know, if I if I minus the drinking and I made these sacrifices and I stopped being so social and I only focused on my business and there was, there was nothing going to be in my way of achieving like my biggest, scariest goal I've ever set and... Uh, by the end of this month, there's a lot of stuff coming up mindset-wise and, and in myself that I'm having to face. So that's been my biggest lesson that I'm definitely so grateful for learning because now I know moving forward that if I decide to go out on a, you know, a Friday or Saturday night for dinner and have a couple glasses of wine, that it's well-deserved for me. And, and I should do that to give myself a break because only focusing on my business really only kind of had um, almost a negative effect on me personally because I've been quite hard on myself. I've been quite hard on myself this month about what I wanted to achieve and it's funny how this is coming up right now because I didn't even think about talking about this specific thing in this podcast and that's why podcasts are amazing because you start to just, I mean, things just flow out of you. So so that felt good to definitely say that is definitely, definitely a big lesson learned for me. And so I learned that I run better with moderation. I'm definitely past the heavy drinking stage of my life where I party for days on end and stay up till four or five in the morning and don't get enough rest. But in moderation, I think it's good, especially if you work hard. Especially if you're like, you're a mom and you're trying to run a business, you know, from home and you're doing all these things that take so much from you. The minute that you take away your weekends too and you just work right through them, you're going to power out. That's, I mean, it doesn't have a positive effect in all the ways. You have to give yourself a little break. You have to give yourself time to reboot, to recharge, whatever that takes. You know, it's not necessarily having a glass of wine out at dinner, but maybe it's going and getting your nails done or going to some yoga classes or just going for lunch with your girlfriends whatever it is right give yourself the time to recharge don't be so hard on yourself you know because it almost can be counterproductive if you just think that you always need to be working and if you guilt yourself if you you know decide to go out for dinner with some friends rather than spend that two three hours 
doing whatever it is you're doing on your business, right? And then you're out for dinner kind of beating yourself up thinking that you should be at home working on your business and you're not even present and you don't actually get the recharge that you need. So I encourage you when it comes to doing those things, totally shut yourself off from the business, you know, like, okay, I'm stepping away now and taking some time to recharge. I'm going to go have fun, be present with my friends, be present in the conversation, not going to look at my phone, and I'm just going to thoroughly enjoy myself, and tomorrow morning, I'll get back up, and I'll do the things that got to be done, right? It's so important knowing that, and I'm so, so grateful for learning that lesson this last 90 days. You know, it's been, it's been really good for me, so definitely grateful Definitely coming out of the 90 days feeling good, been focused on um, on my business a lot and fitness and so there's a lot I got accomplished and a lot of things I'm glad I did, a lot of lessons came out of it, a lot of takeaways. Um, the one thing I really learned too in regards to my fitness is I can definitely tell that my hormones are needing a check. Because I'm not putting toxins into my body through food or booze and I still am feeling imbalances uh, in my mood and I'm not seeing the results at the gym that I should be seeing um, with the amount of work that's being put in. I'm not feeling like as hard of a push as I should at the gym. So Garrett just had his blood tested. He's actually super high in estrogen right now, which causes things like that, like not being motivated, um, not having the energy at the gym, craving sweets, something else that's been kind of happening for me uh, amongst some other ones. So when he was telling me what his doctor had said some side effects are, he was speaking right to me and how I've been feeling. So we're leaving to Miami. Actually, I'm in Miami when you're listening to this podcast, but I'm just not in Miami right now when I'm recording it. But we're going to Miami and then we're going to a big business mastermind in Orlando that I'm so excited for. And as soon as I'm back, I booked in for an appointment with my favorite uh, naturopathic doctor here in Kelowna to do some hormone work. And I can't wait and can't wait to get my blood tested and kind of see where my hormones are at and start correcting them because I really think at the end of the day, you know, if I quit drinking and focus on my business, but the rest of my body, my hormones aren't in check, then it's really not going to have as big of an impact. I think it's more important to be in check with your hormones, make sure that your body's getting what it needs, make sure you get your blood tested for vitamin deficiencies and things like that. So you know your body's kind of in check because because uh, there's just so many factors in our lives that can keep us away from feeling our best and showing up as our best selves and in today's day and age with the toxins in water, air, food, um, you know, things we're putting into our body for the ladies, birth control, things like that, like it's like we're just used to having mood swings and fatigue and brain fog and it's not supposed to be that way, right? So I definitely encourage you to Kind of look into having your hormones checked and seeing if there's anything that needs to be balanced because life is about balance. 
life is about balance. It truly, truly is balancing the things that you love, balancing your business and your personal time, balance with, you know, everything in moderation when it comes to what you're eating and, you know, what you're drinking and things like that. Have a balanced life and that's where you'll benefit most. I truly, truly believe that especially after the last 90 days, definitely a lot of takeaways. So I'm happy that I was able to share them with you all and kind of give some clarity. I definitely don't not recommend anybody to try uh, doing 90 days sober. I definitely think that everybody's lessons are going to be different. Everybody's going to come out at the end of it feeling different, looking different, uh, having a different, you know, perspective on how it impacted them. 110%, I don't discourage anyone from trying it because you, you have to, to learn how it's going to affect you, right? I had, I had different expectations for myself after the 90 days and now I just know. I really like doing the 30 days sober, um, I think doing that once in a while is definitely really beneficial. And if you're feeling up to it, I definitely encourage you to do 90 days. Push yourself, right? Life is about getting uncomfortable because that's where there's growth. I grew so much from doing this 90 days um, and I'm so happy that I did. And, and there should always be small things that you're finding to challenge yourself to kind of push yourself outside your comfort zone because then you're going to gain growth from it. So whether it's 30 days or 60 days or 90 days or, or whatever, if it makes you feel uncomfortable thinking about it, then maybe it's something you need to try because there's going to be growth on the other side. And then once you're done it, you can say that you've achieved it and you don't have to think or wonder about how you would feel if you did 90 days sober, you know, or if you did whatever, whatever thing or thing that you decide to do that kind of puts you out of your comfort zone. You don't actually know how it's going to impact you until you do it. And that's, that's such a big thing for me and and something that I encourage you to do kind of find something to challenge yourself to doing because there's I really there's really no downside to me have taken that 90 days and really focused on health and now all the benefits that came from it me having a bit more clarity on how I am and how I work best me having more clarity on like okay I need to get my hormones checked because it wasn't the toxins from drinking that I was putting into my body that were making me have certain symptoms so so huge takeaways for me um so I definitely encourage you to kind of find a challenge for yourself and do it and and crush it because you can no matter how intimidating it may be you can absolutely do it and then you can speak after and and share your takeaways and your lessons and know moving forward kind of get more clarity on you as a person and what drives you and what makes you show up the best in your life because we don't know we truly it's such a learning curve and such a journey to find that I don't know if I'll know if I'll ever truly fully know you know it's it's just it's constantly changing you know life is constantly changing our lives are constantly changing and it's just important to keep it's just important not to expect everything to just remain the same right like me years ago taking 90 days sober might have had a way different you know, lessons and impacts attached to it than me, than me doing it now. And, and 
I'll probably do it again. You know, it might be in a year or two and I'll probably do 90 days sober again. Maybe I'll do six months. Who knows, right? It's going to be whatever I'm feeling in alignment with at that time. And and you just kind of know, even though I didn't know that I would learn these lessons the way that I did when I started the 90 days, I knew that it was what was in alignment for me. I knew that I was drawn to doing 90 days sober because my higher self knew that there was going to be big lessons that I had to learn at the end of it. Now, I didn't think they would be these lessons. That doesn't matter. What matters is putting your faith into what feels right, what feels in alignment for yourself, and then just seeing the lessons at the end and then growing from them and moving forward from that. And I'm super grateful that I was able to experience that, that I did 90 days sober. That's a big feat for me. And I'm super grateful that I was able to share my experience and my lessons and takeaways with all of you. And I'm super grateful that it's over (laughs) and I can have some wine and just not have, you know, and just, you know, if I choose to have some wine with dinner at home, then I'm just going to do that. And I'm not going to beat myself up. And that had kind of been the point to to what I had got to I think um, I was kind of feeling guilty for the times that I was enjoying some wine and, and having some drinks with friends and I was feeling guilty about it but I'm not going to anymore moving forward like because I know now that I work my best when I have everything in my life in moderation right and just kind of stay on top of it and just live in balance so I hope you guys got value from this episode um yeah, I, I got value from this episode. I got value from sharing these things out loud and actually speaking to them. And I connected with myself at one point, uh, kind of on an emotional level that I did not expect. So I'm grateful for that. Thank you for listening to episode number seven of A Poor Girl's Guide to a Rich Life. I love and appreciate you all. And I hope you have the best day. I'll be talking to you again on Monday. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you got some value or actionable takeaways, I would love if you took a screenshot and tagged me in your Instagram story. That's where I hang out the most. And it's always so motivating to see that you're getting inspiration, motivation, or just the message that you needed from my podcast. I'm going to keep showing up and bringing my best self to these episodes because helping others is important to me. I believe that we can help ourselves by helping others. If you're enjoying this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you left me a review on iTunes to help me get this out into the big, beautiful world and for other ears that might want to hear it. Thank you so much for your support, and I'll see you on the next episode.